Hello and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are your hosts, Eric and Sarah. Welcome back. Sorry this episode is coming out a little late this week. We kind of lost track of time. It's been very hectic for reasons we'll get into. How are you feeling out <laughs> Eric there? Eric takes a deep breath. How are you feeling out there, Sarah? I am not feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're having a little bit of a weird time. I'm actually feeling fine. Are you? I'm I feeling f- fine. But like two minutes ago, you said you were absorbing my stress. I was. And? I'm a, I'm a little emotional sponge. I, we both are. Mm-hmm. And Eric has been going through a lot of changes, I guess. I'm going through changes. <laughs> what is that? Um, I think it was a Black Sabbath song. Oh. An Aussie song. That was then covered by this other singer and like this groovy, jazzy feel. And then it was the theme song for ba- Big Mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. All right. Well, let's just get into it because I feel like we're leaving it very vague and <laughs> I don't want people to think you've had like a health scare or something. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, so last week I talked about, <clears throat> excuse me. Last week, I talked about getting a job at the local School of Rock, which is, um, I don't want to say it's the entire reason we're stressed, but it's kind of like what it what it means, right? Like what getting the job means, mm-hmm. how it affects us. So some of it is very, how do I say, not like physical, but very cut and dry. Like this is how it affects our everyday lives. But then the other, the flip side of that coin is just kind of how it affects like the rest of our lives and how we approach our lives. And it's kind of like a bigger conversation. Sure. So the broader topic for today's episode is working for someone else, working for yourself and, you know, just our experiences with that. I've been self-employed for a couple of years. Eric has been doing freelance music, working from home for a year and a few months, mm-hmm. a year and change. Um, so we both have experience working for other people, being accountable to other people, and also having like complete autonomy. Yeah. So yesterday I went to my first... Uh, I was shadowing some lessons yesterday, just watching... The current instructors and the current students just watching how they do their lessons and observing so i have a few more this week or a lot more this week i guess but when i got home last night just a barrage of emotions and things happened right mm-hmm. first of all i was really excited because it was fun and it was cool and it was i was excited about it right mm-hmm. and then i mean first of all it, it like automatically kind of felt like how it used to feel when i would come home from working the job i did not like and didn't want to be at and that I stayed at for far too long. It kind of just brought at least me like back to that. And I was like, oh my just God. Just the act of coming home. Yeah. And at Sarah, night. Sarah had cooked dinner because we were originally going to wait till I got home. We were going to order food from this restaurant we want to try and they ended up being closed. So Sarah was cooking, which is how it went every single day when I used to go to work. Do you remember you used to come home and then I'd be like, I'd have like started dinner and then you would go for a run a lot of times. And yeah. then when you came back from the run, we'd either like take a shower and then eat dinner or we would just eat dinner. It was just like a never ending <laughs> thing. 
mm-hmm. you know, and then it was like nine o'clock. We were like, oh, time to go to bed and wake up for work again tomorrow. Mm. So just that feeling, just coming back a little made me feel bad, you know, because I have been growing my own thing at home. I've been getting more students and more freelance work and I've been making YouTube videos and it all feels good. But Sarah and I are just, you know, we're in the same place. We can interact during the day. I don't know. I just, I never feel very separate from you, which is nice. So even just leaving for a few hours last night and coming home, like I might as well have been gone all day. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was just like a weird reminiscing feeling, mm-hmm. re- reminiscent feeling. Right. And then I think, though, the bigger issue kind of um, arose today or like the realization of a bigger issue came up today because you were interacting, you were communicating about your scheduling with one of the administrative people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I spoke to them yesterday and she basically told me, yeah, next week, like we might get you started doing your own lesson starting next week. And I was like, okay, cool. And we had this conversation about my availability and we kind of in my interview were like yeah they need people for these two days of the week i can do those two days and that'll kind of be it and they were like well if you don't block out your schedule like if we see you're available we might just pencil you in for lessons whenever and i was like okay so i went home and blocked off every other day that we hadn't discussed because i wasn't prepared to do it and then i got booked for shadowing more lessons this friday and saturday but we just agreed to help our friends move on saturday and i was like oh i didn't realize i was going to be scheduled and it just like that whole emailing back and forth like if you're listening you know you know what that feels like you know what i'm talking about Mm. that kind of like oh i got to figure out my schedule oh no are they going to be mad at me or do i have to cancel my plans it's just it's a horrible feeling you know (laughs) and it's something i haven't experienced in over a year because i've been working for myself and i don't like it I, I just, I legitimately, objectively just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it made me feel extremely scared and anxious because I'm like, what, do I even want to do this? Do I want to even have any part of my life controlled by someone else? Mm-hmm. I've gotten so used to that not being the case. Yeah. And it, I mean, I, I feel bad right now. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. I feel overwhelmed. Because I figured it would be this cool thing I can take on two days a week, do a few lessons on Fridays and Saturdays, and then the rest of the time live my normal life, right? Because the long-term goal is to still grow my own thing. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of felt overwhelmingly like, oh, well, none of that's going to be possible anymore because your life is controlled (laughs) by somebody (laughs) else now. Right. Even though it's not. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like just the regularity, irregularity in our schedules this past week is is stressing you out and that once you are just working your two days a week that are scheduled and you're probably going to be working with the same few kids mm-hmm. on a weekly basis, I think it won't feel quite so um, crazy to you. Yeah, because part of what happened was I last week I spoke to them And we said, okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, as in right now when you're listening to this, this is Wednesday. 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you'll shadow a few lessons every day. I'm like, okay, great. And then they're like, we'll get you started doing your own lessons next week. And I'm like, okay, great. And then I'm sitting here trying to schedule, plan everything. And they're like, oh, shadow these lessons this Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I thought I was done for the week. And just kind of this starting out and not knowing what the hell is going on. Right. Yeah, I think that's making it worse. But it really is just lighting up this part of my brain, like this fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. You know, like, should I even be doing this? Should I just tell them I'm too busy and just not even worry about it? Because you can. You can do that. Yeah. And that's kind of, I don't know, when we were we were preparing to record this episode, we were talking about, okay, well, what's like the overarching concept? Because I don't want to just complain and tell everyone listening that I'm anxious and like nervous about the situation, right? So like, mm-hmm. what is the actual conversation about? And... Yeah, I don't know. It's just about realizing <laughs> that you have autonomy over your life. Like you you can control things more sometimes than you think you can. Mm. It's interesting because it's true and sometimes it's not true. Like I, it really is a privilege to be able to have that level of freedom because I mean people in certain financial situations are have less choice, I guess. Yeah. People who started out with less opportunity just by virtue of having been born into a specific family, you know, Mm. like not everyone does have the same degree of choice, which is why I feel like this obligation to really make the most out of the freedom I do have and to use it to make something that is going to help other people, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I try to remember where I've come from because I've been I mean we have both been in like hourly positions where and it's funny I've been in two different um, jobs that I started thinking about when you were talking about your scheduling the first one being um, I worked as like an administrator I guess I was like I think my official title was just like office assistant or something for this you did way more than that yeah for this tutoring company in the bay area i've talked about it we did an entire episode on all the jobs we've worked you can check back a couple months ago if Mm -hmm. you're interested but i worked as an administrative assistant there and we did like high value (laughs) expensive tutoring for kids from like as early as like elementary school to all the way through I think even some college kids but it was really geared towards families who knew they really wanted their kids to get admitted into an Ivy League school or a prestigious university like Stanford so we were coming at it from this very like intense kind of cutthroat uh perspective and it's funny when you're when you're doing that with like a fifth grader but my job a lot of my job was just scheduling tutors because all of our tutors we had a couple tutors who were like on staff who would like show up in the office every single day and they were salaried but then most of our tutors were contractors and I'd be responsible for kind of connecting students with tutors that I thought would be a good fit for them and just navigating like 
the pricing, like it, who's going to be like the right, like an appropriate price for this family. And it's kind of like fucked up actually, because we have all this information about the families. And if we knew that a family, am I allowed to say this? If we knew that a family was ex- particularly well off, and I mean, most of the families were, because this is like hundreds of dollars per hour tutoring, okay? These are like very, I don't even know what the word is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> right. rich families. So we would know like, if this is an exceptionally wealthy family, oh, we can probably give them a more premium tutor mm-hmm. and profit more. And of course, like the tutor makes a, a small cut of what we charge the family, which is crazy. And I always felt bad about it. And obviously I wasn't allowed to disclose to the tutor, you know, how much the you're making was like, charging. yeah, you're making less than 50% of what we're charging here. But I did a lot of the scheduling and it was always like quite stressful because people who are working like as contractors and who are like, especially if they're doing all of the tutoring was like in-house, like in the students' houses. So the tutors would be driving around the Bay Area, um, like between different zip codes. And a lot of them were tutoring while they were trying to pursue like a higher education, you know? Mm-hmm. So they just had all these things to work around. And it's it becomes very complicated, you know, to meet everyone's schedules and needs. So I was thinking about that being in the position of not your position where someone else is like just saying you're going to be you're going to work here at this time like that was me basically they would submit their availability to me and then I'd be like you're going here and they're like well I don't it's not really worth the gas to me to drive from this zip code to this one and I, I don't know I'm like in the middle between like my employer and then this person that I really empathize with, but I can't really do anything. Yeah, because you're not in charge of them. You're not their superior, right? Mm-hmm. You just have different jobs within the same company, and you're like, listen, I don't want to do this to you either, but <laughs> it's not, I it's it's not your yeah. fault, you know? Right. And let me just say, just because you, it made me think of it when you said, am I allowed to say this? I just want to um, plainly <laughs> state that everything I'm saying, I do not speak for the School of Rock as an entity. Yeah. And all the scheduling things and everything are just my perception and my own brain mm-hmm. being anxious about them. So this has no bearing on what the School of Rock is like. Please don't sue me. Right. No, they haven't been like bossy or like disrespectful at all. It's just been like you getting used to having your time um, like booked for other people. Mm-hmm. again like getting used to that again yeah exactly. yeah um and then it also reminded me of when i used to work at the cafe and then i worked at starbucks and i mean it's just really crazy how when you work those hourly like lower wage jobs um obviously not every employer is like this you know some at some places you really are like a family and everyone says like, oh, we're a family here. And they they don't always mean it, you know, because if you're if you're really a family, you're going to like work together to find a solution that is in all of your best interests. But like re- what really happens is they try to guilt you into working extra hours when 
you never stated that that was your availability. And if you have like, <laughs> like even if it's weeks in advance and you realize you have um, a commitment you need to go to, a doctor's appointment, um, a wedding, whatever it is, like they will try to just guilt you into not going or like making up your hours in some weird way or they will try to make you fully responsible for like replacing your replacing you for your shift and i agree like especially if you're calling out like kind of last minute it is the right thing to do like if you respect your teammates and want them to respect you and do right by you in the future, it's a right thing to like try to cover your shift. But if you can't because other people don't have the availability, like it's not your responsibility to fix the staffing issues for your employer who pays you $14 an hour. Do you know what I mean? And they try to make you think that it is. Yeah, I mean, especially when you, especially when you get sick or something. Like mm -hmm. when you wake up, I mean, there have been times at my old job where, you know, winter's the busiest season for them. And I'd wake up and be like, oh, I have the flu because that happens, right, in, in the winter. Mm -hmm. And it'd be like, I can't come into work. And they're like, um, you, you, you need to. We need somebody. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I am sick. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> like, well, I don't know what you want me to do about it. That is the craziest part to me, which I would hope has changed a lot um, due to COVID. But I, every time I've ever, like the hourly jobs I've worked in the past, I've always been guilted into coming in when I'm sick. So stupid. Which is insane because I've, I was working in food service. And to like ask an employee to come in when they have a communicable illness is just kind of weird. Well, and the funniest part, and I will say it's funny because of how silly and stupid it is, mm -hmm. is that if one person gets the flu and you just let them stay home, yeah, it'll they'll get better. And unless somebody else gets the flu from somebody else mm -hmm. outside of work, every, the whole office will be fine. But you make that one person come in and then then this is this used to happen all the time. You'd get a, oh, yeah, the flu's going around yeah. the company. And it's like, well, just let the people who are sick stay home. It's the same thing with COVID. Right. You know, except obviously with COVID, it was on a massive scale. And yeah. people can't just not go to work for a month to let it go away. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, you know, Eric was let go because his company massively downsized like a month or two before the whole COVID thing where a lot of businesses stopped operating because they were considered non-essential. But of course, Eric's work continued operating. Um, I don't know like what the criteria are for like non-essential business, but they are an apparel brand. Okay. Like it's not actually not like actually essential, but they kept operating. I mean, who mandates that? I don't know. And, um, it's just interesting and I guess that it's very opportune that you were let go then and were able to like apply for um, unemployment. unemployment because who knows if they would have like let you like quit or you know what I mean like if you had stayed into COVID times mm -hmm. like I would imagine they would have been much more controlling of your time because there was a shortage of labor because people did not want to 
be subjecting themselves to that kind of, you know, danger, I guess, for their families. And there would have been an extra shortage of labor because I would have been probably uncomfortable with going to work every day in that environment. Yeah. So it's weird to think about because we didn't have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. It just worked out very well. Right. But yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just, the whole thing is just uncomfy, right? And I, I'm just trying to view it in the best way. Mm-hmm. I think right now in this situation, I'm just trying to figure out how I can keep keep accomplishing the things I'm trying to accomplish. Right. You know, and, and part of it is I don't want me and Sarah's, we don't want our relationship to um, receive the brunt of anything, <laughs> you know? Like last night, I I came home from observing my lessons and I was just very tired and also fulfilled you know like okay I finally I did my first lessons and you know I haven't been away from the house without Sarah for multiple hours I mean since I used to go to work you know what I mean we just don't leave each other for that long it's just like a weird a weird thing see yeah I mean it's not an issue though no it was just you know I got home and I was like oh I'm so glad to be back with Sarah and Let's just like chill for the rest of the night. And then we kind of had this moment where we, we didn't, I don't know, we like watched TV and then we played some video games and then we got into bed and we were like, huh, we feel like we haven't seen each other all night because we were just kind of zoning out. And we also didn't do the podcast. And we didn't record the podcast (laughs) because we were too busy. And we haven't rehearsed in over a week. Yep. And it's all these things where we're like, okay, well... I don't want me taking on a new job, even if it's just part time to throw a wrench in all of that. Because the most important thing is that you and I don't become disconnected because of being too busy or anything. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. yeah, I mean, it's interesting to navigate just because you're we're both like mostly in charge of our own. Like I completely decide when I'm working, when I'm not. And there's always just this pressure when you're self-employed to work as much as possible. And it's like Eric has all these different projects going. Now he's doing private lessons, lessons through School of Rock. He has commissions open for freelance stuff. Like, and he's also trying to like bring his blog and YouTube off the ground. So it's like very easy for me anytime he's working to just kind of start working again too even if I've worked the entire day and then you kind of don't realize like, Oh, I haven't actually like had a conversation with you that hasn't involved work or like just like the basic, um, like the basic pieces of being alive. Like what are we going to eat? Like, do you want to go on a walk? Like just these very basic things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, having dealt with mental health issues for the entirety of our relationship up until like very recently. When also, mine started. Yeah, we were joking about <laughs> that. I've been I've had like major depression our entire relationship. And then mine starts to kind of dissipate finally, which is unbelievable. And probably the topic for a future episode. Yeah. And then Eric's like, I'm like having panic like like borderline panic attacks now Mm -hmm. which he had never struggled with prior it's just funny 
nature abhors a vacuum, they say. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. It's like, I was so anxious yesterday before I went to the lessons. I was like, what if I, what if I have anxiety while I'm there and this and that? And then today I'm like, oh, I feel so overwhelmed and stressed and mm-hmm anxious because of the scheduling and how am i going to fit everything i want to do in my life how is it going to be balanced and i'm like oh okay so now i'm all fucked up and and you're like just chilling i gave it i gave it to you (laughs) (laughs) no it's okay i'll i mean even just talking about it earlier and now on the podcast it's it does make it just remind me that everything will be okay Mm -hmm. you know um the reason i brought up like the mental health stuff is like that has sucked to to navigate, but like the one I guess benefit to me having dealt with all the mental health stuff is like it is the reason we had so many conversations that have really um like marked important turning points in our relationship or helped us to arrive at certain decisions, I guess. Mm. And it's almost as if like like I'm very much I think the person in the relationship who brings up like conversations like I'm always I have this need to like organize like information and try to make meaning of things in like this weird like uh like cosmic way I don't know how to describe it right like I'm I need to see everything through this like spiritual kind of lens and I just naturally do that and so I'm usually the one who's like broaching those topics um and eric is much more practical you know Mm -hmm. like i will usually be the one who like brings up a topic or suggests we make a change and then eric is the one who's like practically helping us like implement those changes it's it sounds vague but you know Hmm. um and since i've been like very mentally well lately I've just kind of like found myself getting sucked into just working because I feel like I have this like endless source of energy now to just work all the time. And we really don't have the same like depth of conversation. And I think even on the podcast, you would notice that we are mostly talking about things that are happening in our lives rather than like reflecting on their meaning, I guess. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is I get home last night at like 7.30 and we take a shower and we eat and we watch Survivor and we look at our phones and we play video games and then we get into bed and it's midnight and we're like, oh, we haven't really (laughs) conversed. We haven't like spent any meaningful time with each other. And quality time is uh, one of my love languages. And let us just add that everyone's, every couple's quality time is different. Yeah. And for us watching survivor and playing video games doesn't really cut it right i mean sometimes it does because sometimes we'll be like really invested in survivor and we'll pause and we'll talk about what's happening and even though we're not talking about anything of consequence okay that rarely happens so i have to say i guess that's true yeah 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 i just feel like there have been times where we're like like we're like it's like active viewing Mm -hmm. and we're like discussing it as we go along and but i guess yeah that is rare um but yeah, so for us, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like we're, we might as well be alone. Mm-hmm. Like last night, we might as well has been, might as, what am I trying to say? Might as well have been. Might as well have, fuck. <laughs> we might as well have been alone. Right. And then we got into bed and we're like, oh, ready for bed? And then we're both like, uh, we should talk. And then mm-hmm. we kind of just had this conversation about, well, what we've been talking about this whole time, really. 
which is like, oh, well, we want to make sure that if we get busier, we, you know, still stay connected in that way. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so important and it's, it's easy to lose sight of or it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, to go back, so we were having this conversation about like the pros and cons of working for someone else, right? Because obviously it's very, like it offers you a fair amount of stability, which is I think the draw for a lot of people. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Like I feel like a majority of people work for other people, right? It's like kind of the model that we are, it feels familiar to us from when we were growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless your parent is a business owner and like, it's like apparent to you that it can be done. Um, so it, like it does, it is going to give you some degree of stability, right? And they're going to find, it feels weird to call the kids clients, but they're going to find students for you and yeah. you don't have to do that. And you're going to have a good time working with kids, right? But, you know, it's not like when you're working for someone else, you may be developing skills that will help you in your like day-to-day life or in your chosen field. But sometimes all you get from a work experience is that you have a reference afterwards, Mm. which is like, it's kind of sad. Like it has been sad for me to have those experiences. You know, I was a pretty exemplary worker, I think at all of the hourly jobs I've had. And at this point, it doesn't help me to have those people recommending me. I'm not going to make a LinkedIn and like add those people and ask them to endorse my skills because what I do now is completely different from what I did before, which is to say like what I did before, like I learned a lot from it, like interpersonally, I guess, but it wasn't for me. I wasn't building my dream. Like I was building Starbucks dream, <laughs> Starbucks Inc, yeah. Starbucks Co, whatever. And um, it's just interesting to think about that. So we were talking about that last night and kind of like drawing parallels to like our our parents' lives and how like their experience with work, working for themselves, working for other people, kind of like how we feel about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing that came up when I got home, because I was like, oh, yeah, it was I think it's going to be really cool and it was fun and I think I can do a good job. And we were talking about hours and I was like, yeah, so Friday and Saturday, but you know, if I'm available other days, like they, they might just schedule me if I say I'm available. And then Sarah kind of just, she kind of just pointed out, she's like, okay, well, is that something you really want to do? Because it doesn't, I'm trying not to make it sound like you said it in a mean way because you didn't, but Mm -hmm. you said something to the effect of like, okay, well, this isn't going to help advance like your actual career, right? You again you well, didn't it say is. it like that yeah you so it wasn't it wasn't like that but it wasn't like i don't want to i don't want to work at a facility that teaches kids lessons as my career and i, I mean i don't i don't know how to phrase it well i want to run my own shit the type of lessons that you are trying to um offer privately are not with children teaching them instruments yes it's they're qualitatively different types yes. of lessons that you're trying to grow as your own business right and one of them is my own and i can get compensated based on what i choose to uh be compensated <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so 
Sarah was like, like I said, she didn't say it like this, but it was kind of like, okay, well, is making yourself available for all this time, is that going to help or hurt your long-term goals? And I was like, that is a good point. And so then that's where I kind of was like, you know what, I will just stick to the two days a week so I have time for everything else because long-term, I want the things that I'm working on to be my career, my own business, etc. Because it's 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 hard when sometimes you're like, well, I need, like in my case, I'm like, well, it'd be nice to make some extra cash right now. So it's like, yeah, I'll work two days a week and I'll make some extra cash. And it's like, oh, there's more availability. That's more cash. I can just mm-hmm. make more money. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not making money from making YouTube videos right now. So it it kind of feels like your instinct is to say, okay, well, I have this thing I can be making money from. So I should just do that. And YouTube can be secondary. When really, if I stop and think about it, it's like, okay, well, long term, I could be making more from YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that is more of a career. And I get to do it from home. And I get to run my own thing. And that's what I really want to do. But it's hard to look past it being more difficult short term. Right. Yeah, I mean, I was always meant to work for myself because I, I don't manage people well. I was like a shift supervisor at Starbucks and at the old cafe, and I really didn't like it. I'm not good at being authoritative with people. And I also don't like being under other people's authority. So I kind of have to be a lone wolf in my chosen career path. But what I really appreciate about being self-employed, like it does come with a lot of, I guess, stress and um uncertainty but at least you know that every dollar you you invest in the business like you're investing it in yourself and all the time you spend is increasing your value to your clients or whoever is purchasing your service you know Mm -hmm. so i know that every time i take a risk or make an investment that if i play my cards correctly I will be reimbursed for it in the long run. Mm -hmm. And it feels good to have control over exactly how I'm making myself more valuable to people. Um, Whereas, you know, at, at certain jobs, there is upward mobility, but there's a ceiling, you know, like there's, you're not going to be the CEO. Well, I guess you could I be. I am the CEO of Starbucks, actually. I've been meaning to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at a, company, at a company like Starbucks, no. But I mean, I guess theoretically, if you work for a small startup, the CEO could end up leaving and needing to be replaced. Yeah. So I guess technically there is a chance, but... Well, usually what ends up happening, I feel, though, is if a, a startup gets big enough, the CEO either does a good job or the CEO gets ousted by the board yeah, <laughs> and the replaced, board. Yeah. not necessarily by someone who's in the company, but by someone from outside of the company. Mm-hmm. And there's all those weird, like, cultural dynamics there. You Business know? is fucked up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I just remember years ago when I started at my old company, I was, you know, we, <laughs> we went to like Frozen Dead Guy in Netherlands in Colorado and I like had business cards for the company. And it's like was, a festival, by the way. Yeah, it's Frozen like an Dead out, Guy. It's an out. Oh yeah, I didn't even a music remember. festival. Yeah, there's music and food, and it's um, the very beginning of spring in the mountains, and it's fucking cold. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, so I like I wore a bunch of apparel from the company and had business card. Oh, where's that suit from? And I was like, oh, it's this company. Check it out. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, telling our CEO because you know, it was it, we were they were very small back then. So I, I like texted the CEO and I just I was like, oh, I hand out business cards like I'm spreading the word. He's like, oh, hell yeah. Now I'm like, why would I do that? <laughs> I mean, like, it's great. Like, it's great that it helped them. But doing that, putting in all that effort, like furthered my life. Zero percent. <laughs> but it would be different if I was trying to stay in the company. Yeah. If I was trying to be like a long if, if I wanted that company to be my career mm. where I could make a lofty amount of money. Lofty. Then sure. But. It just, it feels weird to do that for somebody else, really, (laughs) when you're not being compensated. I mean, maybe, like, uh, there's nothing wrong with doing that if you really believe in, like, a product or a service. Yeah. You know? Which I guess I did at the time. Yeah. Right? Um, Who knew I would become so jaded? Yeah, I mean, it's sad to become that, like, I don't don't mean to be so, like, negative or anything, but Mm. in the vast majority of cases... The company doesn't care about you personally. Like, ultimately, you are replaceable. If you choose to leave your team, like, they will replace you. Mm-hmm. They will, in many cases, try to, like, manipulate you into, like, staying beyond when you want to so that they have time to, like, fill the gap and have you train them, yeah. which is what happened to me in my last position. Like, it's just, like... I don't I don't mean to say that there aren't really good companies to work for, but I don't think you should ever feel like you personally owe a company something. It's mm-hmm. not a human. <laughs> yeah. It's not a two-way relationship. Yeah. It absolutely isn't. So that's why doing doing things that you know help you grow your own thing. Like putting in that effort for something that's your own feels much, much different, you know, yeah. and building personal relationships about the business when it's mm. yours feel much more valuable Yeah, because, well, they are, they're much more valuable <laughs> to you. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were to make a great connection with a kid, you know, that I'm giving lessons to at an establishment, it's really great. It's very valuable for the kid and the company. Mm-hmm. it's like they could take well, for you too but for you me too you can't leave and then work with them exactly <laughs> whereas you know i have i have one of my one of my first students who i still work with one of my music production adult students he sends me posts on reddit all the time that he's commented on because people are like oh i'm looking for a vocalist to do this oh i'm looking to learn music production and he'll just see them and comment and link my website. Oh, I work with this guy. He's great. And he's I'm like, hype man. <laughs> he's like my hype man. And I'm like, I think any of my students would really do that for me. And I'm like, well, that's value. <laughs> like mm. that is a valuable relationship that feels good yeah. because it's directly helping me mm-hmm. and not and not someone who makes eight times as much as me mm-hmm. who is pretending to care about my well-being. Right. Which, again, is not always the case. Yeah. I think, like, one last kind of thing that I wish I had mentioned sooner because it's it's been, like, kind of at the forefront of all of my thoughts on the topic of um, other people being in charge of your time. Like, I I was thinking about, like, wouldn't it be weird if I had to ask somebody else for permission to 
go visit my family over the holidays or to take a mental health day, you know, because sometimes there are days where you just really can't get anything done and you're kind of an emotional wreck. I don't like we have to acknowledge that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, I, I can't imagine ever having to ask for permission to be at a thing that matters to me or to be available to the people that, that I love. And I was thinking about like just my dad and he he worked in sales for the entirety of the time I remember. Um, He was working at a restaurant when I was born, but I don't really remember those times. And obviously like if you're working at a restaurant, like those hours are notoriously like insane. Like just like just working late into the night and my mom is at home with me like as a baby and then at some point with my sister as a as a newborn just like taking care of us alone while my dad's like working on a line or something at night which is like I I don't know it's like I don't want to project onto people because some people are probably like really lit up by that and really love it but it's just sad because some people find themselves in that position and they just as a means to survive you know but he was working in sales for all of my life that I can remember. And I was just thinking about how he never took really, he never took vacations. Like as a family, I remember we, we would sometimes go to San Diego because my mom's family's there, but quite often my dad would leave us there, my mom and sister and me for a couple weeks, maybe two weeks, and then he'd drive home and then he'd go back to work. And so we'd be away, but he'd be working. Um, and then we went on like, when I was in high school, we went on like a trip to San Francisco. Um, and then like, like a few years after I graduated or maybe a year after I graduated college, he and my sister and mom went to Hawaii. And I'm like, but he never really like took time off other than that. And like you hear people like, oh, one day I'm going to retire and I'm going to go visit Ireland. He would always say. Like, he and my mom were going to go visit Ireland because we have, like, his family history in Ireland, I guess. I'm not very connected to it, but whatever. Um, And they didn't. Do you know what I mean? And then he died. And I was just thinking about how sad it is and how I never want to be in that position to, like, I always want to be the one calling the shots in my life. And I'll I'll do just about anything and make just about like any sacrifice to ensure that I have that degree of freedom. And like that is, that's really all that matters to me. And it's like really sad that that happened, but it is, it's like one of the, it's like the part, it's like the beginning of my story almost, you know? It's like the main, uh, not inspiration. It's like the main cause for, what drives me. Yep, exactly. Your entire motivation. Yeah. For life. And that's why and you know I it it informs everything because it informs um because if I have these um standards for myself, I have to have them for a partner too because I'm not going to like travel alone or like, mm. do you know what I mean? So like I want a partner who has or is working towards, you know, the same degree of freedom. Um, Yeah, so it's just, it's a thing that really drives me, I guess. Which is why I think, I I know that it's part of why 
the whole beginning part of this conversation about scheduling was really overwhelming to me and then started stressing started stressing you out too <laughs> i think it was just stressing you out because of how stressed i was mm-hmm. but i think it's because deep down it's like it feels like i'm not actively working towards that level of freedom anymore even though i still am you are but i think it just was so overwhelming and made me feel like okay well now all the stuff you're working for and working towards isn't gonna happen because you're so fucking busy when that's not the reality Mm -hmm. but i think that's part of why i was i was feeling freaked out yeah of course I mean, sometimes it feels like taking a step backwards and it's not necessarily, it's just an adjustment period. Yeah. I mean, the whole reason I, I applied, it's like, it's not like they called me and they were like, we're hiring you. We're forcing you to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I applied for the fucking job. (laughs) Like I had the, the freedom and the autonomy to do or not do what I did. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it's not like it was this crazy forceful act. And I did it specifically. Oh yeah, I'll just I'll add I'll add a few hours every week doing this thing that could be fun and fulfilling, and I'll make some extra money. And then you know it started feeling overwhelming. But yeah, I think it's good to come up against those sorts of like triggering things because it really forces you to like um, gain clarity on what you want and what you're willing to um, not have. I guess I yeah. don't know how to say that. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, just to wrap it up a little, I think the overarching uh, kind of reason for having this conversation is that we all just have to find the things that are going to make our lives better if we can and make decisions that are going to ultimately uh, lead us where we want to be. Yeah. Again, it's easy, it's not that easy for everybody yeah i mean do what you can you know you have to be your own advocate because no one else is going to do it for you and you know i feel like our generation is very i mean we like it's like this like meme almost where our parents generation thinks we're like snowflakes and we're so sensitive and it's because we're like we're kind of fed up with certain things and then like and i relate to that But what I don't relate to is like waiting for politicians to like enact change that protects us. Like, as I see it, like all I can do is increase my own value, like in whatever market I'm in and put myself in positions where I'm more and more empowered over my own, how I use my time and money. And I, I follow... I, I tell Eric about this all the time. On Reddit, I follow r slash Starbucks, <laughs> which is not just about, like, you'd think it's just about Starbucks, but it's mostly a subreddit where baristas talk about their experience as baristas. And it's like this solidarity they have, which I still feel because I, I was one. And they're all talking about how crazy the labor situation has been lately because, you know, People are not wanting to go back to these low-paying jobs, hourly jobs, after they've been making, you know, unemployment that's paid them more than they've ever made at mm. an hourly job over COVID. Mm, what's that like? <laughs> um, so a lot of Starbucks locations, and I'd imagine, I'd imagine it's like this for like 
any food location, fast food location, but they're understaffed. They're dealing with a lot of um, ingredient shortages, which are, you know, the supply chains being interrupted by staffing issues too, you know? And really the company just cares about the bottom line and they're just opening more and more locations and they're, all the locations are like uh, drive-throughs, which are like notoriously difficult for um, baristas to deal with, especially in very like populous um, cities. Yeah. Because the mobile ordering system doesn't, it does not acknowledge the density of orders, basically. So you can be like 40 minutes behind on drinks and the mobile ordering system will not tell customers there's a 40 minute wait yeah it won't adjust the like estimated pickup time yeah and they won't let you shut down mobile ordering temporarily in order to catch up and also i don't know if it's like this at every location but in many locations if someone comes in to order at the counter you're not allowed to tell them that there's going to be a wait Unless they specifically ask how long the wait is. Like, mm. you're not allowed to initiate the conversation about, oh, we're a little bit behind. Because Starbucks doesn't want you to turn away a potential customer. <laughs> you want to make the customer angry that there's a wait. Potentially take it out on the barista. <laughs> they do. You know, yep. like, it's insane. Like, working and, like, people say everyone should have to work a service job. And I think it's true. Because the why. degree of entitlement that people feel and how angry people get about i mean it's a drink at the end of the day you know like usually it's at the beginning of the day yeah well sure (laughs) it's just insane it's absolutely insane and yeah when you put when you put baristas in this situation where they have to defend themselves against angry customers and like kiss ass for starbucks corporation they're like well it's not really worth it to me you know um and like starbucks is like compared to a lot of other employers i would say a good employer like i know they offer a lot of benefits but like even so like sometimes taking that amount of abuse isn't just not worth it (laughs) and like and i'm thinking about like situations where we had like an unruly customer or a customer comes in and like explodes a bathroom And then it's like, well, this isn't really in my job description, but I'm kind of like at the mercy of my employer and I have to go clean up shit now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just insane. So I'm like, I'm so, I guess, grateful that I've had those experiences because never again would I ever like let myself slip back to a point where someone else might tell me to go clean up someone's shit, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. No not happening <laughs> yeah no i think that's important i think every i think everyone should be obligated to work a service job for a high school credit like when that you're could in be high cool. school i think a lot of people would do it too yeah i mean because in high school and college i worked at the pizzeria if you listen frequently <laughs> you know that and i mean i learned invaluable le- lessons <laughs> yeah <laughs> last last night when sarah and i were talking i used the word invaluable when I really meant to say it has no value. <laughs> and Sarah was like, that's not what invaluable means. Which is funny. Yeah. Because valuable means it has value. 
and invaluable means it has so much value that you can't even quantify it quantify it yeah, yeah. so i was like okay neither of those what i meant to say was it's valueless there yeah. is no value yeah but yeah it, it was truly an invaluable experience just mm. for so many reasons yeah. you, you get to see how awful people are sometimes you get to see how nice people can be in those situations mm-hmm. and you get to see the backside of a restaurant which is fucking awful usually <laughs> right oftentimes yeah <laughs> yeah um, i mean and you endure emotional abuse a lot of the time from customers or your employers and co-workers and co-workers yeah. and harassment if you're a woman oh my god i mean <laughs> yeah i mean like i was i i was working with 16 17 year old hostesses when i was in high school and college at the pizzeria and i'm like you can't say things like that to these girls you know to your employer you mean yeah 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 i mean like the the creepy old guys would like sneak past the hostess's booth and like brush up against their butts and be like oh excuse me and i'm like are what yeah and then like looking back on it i'm like why didn't i do something and i'm like oh i was like six or 17 Mm -hmm. also and i'm like i didn't know how to I don't, you know what I mean? It's, it's pretty fucky. I'm not just like, I didn't just say like harassment because I've heard about it. Like I've experienced it. Yeah. You know, what's funny. Like, I feel like there've been a few occasions like where I'll mention like gender inequality issues on Instagram stories. And then someone will tell me women aren't discriminated against and they're women. Like yeah, women, women say don't. This to you. And I'm like, just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it doesn't happen and kindly unfollow me because you suck yeah one of those same people has said that they've said that to me before yeah when i've talked about it they're like women historically have not been marginalized and i'm, I'm like, like excuse you me? are a woman first Who are of all you? first of all how have you not experienced literally you haven't experienced anything and this person that we're referring to is not a young woman no and i'm like okay so you've gotten very lucky or you just haven't or you're in denial right right or just unaware blissfully somehow but it's like that ain't how the world works (laughs) it's just objectively it's objectively not yeah but i feel like some women might be so conditioned just by i don't know i don't want to say like by men in their life but don't you think some women must be so conditioned to the point where they don't see harassment they just see it as normal so when people talk about harassment (sighs) boys will be boys right like they truly believe that so when harassment occurs they don't they're like well that's not harassment that's not what they're talking about this is just normal listen if you are a woman who does not feel you you've been marginalized or endangered at times because you're a woman i mean more power to you but you can't just project that on other people (laughs) anyway Mm -hmm. okay so let's wrap it up sure <laughs> that was a good episode i feel a little relieved well good that we did it how do you feel i feel fine good <laughs> good we've, we've just switched uh affective states again i mean i don't feel like amazing <laughs> just a little stressed yeah but okay thank you guys so much for listening sorry this is coming out way later on wednesday than it usually does we will talk to you next week and we'll send it over to our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. 
And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga, Mel, Morgan, Jennifer, Scotty, Glenn, Kevin, Jessica, Marie, Nina, Izzy, Reem, Alexis, Nadia, Merv, Nicole, Teresa, Kelsey, Anna, Megan, Samantha, Dylan, and Sarah.